The Earth Force's prototype mobile weapons. Father, I know you betrayed us all! Welcome to the first episode of It's a Gundam! I'm your host, Jeremy. I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. If you listen to our other podcasts, that's the exact same order. We should have switched it up for this one. Why would we bother? This podcast is going to be my attempt to deal with my frustrations with Gundam Seed Destiny. That's basically the entirety of the point of it. Yeah, but, yeah. But to get there, we are going to do an episode-by-episode episode recap of every episode of Gundam Seed. And then every episode of Destiny, and hey, if it's popular, maybe we'll keep going. Me and Tyler are here to just point and laugh at Jeremy's problems with the series. And I've never seen Seed, although you watch all of them, right, Zach? I own all of Seed. Yeah, so. I don't own Destiny. And that's apparently a good thing, so. Uh, Destiny isn't terrible. It's incredibly disappointing. <laughs> it isn't terrible until the 25th episode. It's your son who was going to get a law degree and dropped out right after he got his bachelor's. What that's... do you get a bachelor's in when going for a law degree? Usually Arts. pre-law. Is that a thing? Yes. Okay, well, I learned something today. So speaking of pre-law, and since we were just talking about, uh, you haven't seen Gundam Seed, Tyler, which is going to be exciting. I haven't. I like it a lot. <laughs> I but what know. Gundam series have you seen? G Gundam. <laughs> Come on, you were a kid in the 90s. You must have seen some Gundam Wing. Okay, so I saw, like, one episode of Gundam Wing where, like, heroes threatening uh, Relena. Is that her name? That, that sounds like an episode of Gundam Wing, yeah. <laughs> Relena? At gunpoint. And I'm like, um, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> I'm like, this seems like a thing I should watch. And then I like didn't get to watch it for like a week because I was like doing stuff after school or something. And then I picked up again. And I'm like, I have no idea where this is. So I just never actually watched Wing, even though everyone else was. Because of that, Wing was my first one that I ever saw. I'm like, you know, this giant robot thing seems like a good idea, even though I never actually watched any of the episodes. And at the time, I was playing through like every Super Nintendo game ever made. So I played a lot of Gundam Wing Endless Duel. Which is a 2D fighter. With... And that's like one of your favorite fighting games, right? Certainly eh. among anime-inspired ones. Probably among anime-inspired fighting games. It's high on the list. Although it's not, it's not a very good one. It's the one I spent the most time on. Probably. Heavy Arms OP. That's a different game. Yeah, oh, that's really? a different game. That's, that's Gundam Battle Assault 2. Oh, okay. One thing I love about Gundam is that it's giant robots, and they make a lot of good giant robot games. So. Well, yeah, so we're going to get to why that is shortly. So I played a lot of Endless Duel, which has basically no story, so I had no idea who any of these people were. But because I liked that game so much, I ended up playing a bunch of other games, and eventually ended up playing Journey to Jaburo, which is a, like, 3D fighting game that goes... Fighting game? I don't know if that's accurate. It's... 3D brawler, maybe? Like, it's like a Mech Warrior game, but it's almost closer to Battletech, the tabletop game, because it's slow. You've got to hit your enemy a bunch of times. You've got really limited thrust. You have to plan your attacks that's, out. That's mech warrior. You have limited ammo. It's a lot of fun, except you can also fly. But Journey to Jaburo documents like the first major, or maybe the first two major arcs of the original Gundam. I'd say the first half of the series. Encounters in Space, the sequel, does the rest of the series. Oh, that's such a bad game. And the Gundam Seed game is, like, I like it a lot. I actually considered us doing it, like, to kick off this podcast, but then that would spoil the entire story, so... Yeah. I decided against it. So I played Journey to Jaburo. I tried to watch the original Gundam, and it's just awful. So I ended up <laughs> getting all the story of the original Gundam through playing games. Which I think is the way to do it, to be honest. 
I really enjoyed doing it that way. I'm familiar with almost every Gundam series. I've just never actually bothered to watch any of them, but like I know almost all the characters and all the suits. And I decided I like Gundam a lot more than Mazinger just based off of suit design. So Well Mazinger has like three suits. Yeah. Actually I work with a guy who's like probably twenty years older than me, who is just like devoted Mazinger and just will not touch Gundam. So Ha. Huh. It's like how Battletech and Robotech nerds are. Yep. Gundam is kind of an answer to Mazinger, like even like the guy who made it was frustrated with it. But before we get to that, Zach, what's your experience with Gundam? I've actually seen all of Gundam Wing. I own Gundam Seed and seen Destiny all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces of the first Gundam series. I've played a bunch of Gundam games, although does uh, Dynasty Warriors Gundam count? Yes. <laughs> no, that'll, that'll like teach you some pilot names and show you some mech yeah, designs. That's true. I've seen a lot of them just because of that. Like... I'm familiar with Turn A, which is not something I've ever encountered. Didn't you watch Await the MS Team, too? I've seen all of Await the MS Team, which I really enjoy. It's, it's quite a good series. Unfortunately, it's really short and out of print, like every other Gundam series. It was on Netflix for a while, like Netflix streaming. I don't I, know if it still is. I got it from them. That's where I saw it. Was uh, I got it on discs when they were still doing that as one of their major things. And uh, I've also seen, or I've seen all of Gundam... G G Gundam. Sorry, I got those backwards. Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Yeah, Mobile Fighter G Gundam. God, that's a terrible series. Uh, it's not. Even, it's not so though. fun though. But uh, yeah. George. Uh, <laughs> also, he's a clone who's apparently German. I don't know how that works. And yeah, don't, yeah don't a German ninja who fights in the Sahara. I don't understand that character. <laughs> Part of the reason why I'm so fond of giant mechs killing each other, like, I'm a Battletech nerd, mech warrior nerd, this is all the same vein. To be fair, Gundam mechs look pretty freaking cool, so. Although I'm finding more and more impartial to the Battletech designs. Yep. Gasp. You no do duh. spend more time with it, so. They're also more functional looking. Oh, but that's definitely true. Mobile suits would be a terrible idea. We should never make them. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> they would be cool. <laughs> there was someone that challenged, the, like, someone built a Gundam here and then challenged Japan to a giant mech fight. <laughs> yep. And the Japan said, it is on, bro. All like, of Japan. Has a yep. Uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, ten years ago, they actually developed a bipedal walker. So, I, I mean, it's useless. I don't know what you would use it for, but they have one. So. so, all right. Almighty host, what experience do you have? So, like every person in America, my well, not every person, as we'll find out. Tyler's uh, clearly I, I, the exception. I started with Gundam Wing. To be fair, Gundam was Wing was Tsunami. the first one I ever saw. I was really into Gundam Wing. My neighbor, who had just moved in, who we became instant friends, was way more into Gundam Wing. The part where he called me Duo and insisted I call him Hero. It was weird. Wow. Oh, I wow. knew a guy in high school who grew his hair like Troa, specifically because it was like Troa. So. <laughs> we were on a Gundam Mud in 19. Or, no, it would have been 2000. What? That Damn. was a thing? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I knew what a new type was while Gundam Wing was out because of like various fan sites. And clearly and they're all new types, right? So. Well, then OAF MS Team came out in America right after Wing, so I watched it then. Then the original series, which I tried to watch because I was, like I said, was super into Gundam, but the original series isn't good, which is going to be a recurring theme. <laughs> and it was so not good that as soon as 9-11, Toonami was like, oh, we lost all the episodes. Oh, no. So then after that, I watched G Gundam and on Adult Swim, War in the Pocket, and uh, Stardust oh, Memory. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, Stardust Memory. I haven't seen it, but that's good. It's good until the ending when it becomes clear. And it's like, wait, Gundam is super sexist, right? Let's have the female character do a bunch of things that don't make any sense and then forgive her. But up until then, double eighty three slash Stardust Memory, very good. Then I started watching Gundam Seed in its original airing on 
Saturday Night Toonami and really, really liked it so much that I actually followed it when it moved to one in the morning on Friday. You know. Because of low ratings. That's a time slot I can deal with, though. So, Well, I was 14 at the time. So, so even more. <laughs> but I did watch the final episode sleeping over at Zach's house. Wow. On his couch. That's devotion. Wow. And Zach's like, I don't know. I don't Zach was that. asleep. I was, <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? When I was 14, dude, I was not staying up that late. I know that I'm the weird one, remember? Oh, yeah, that's true. You refuse to watch anime until, like, out of high school. Jeremy's screen name in most things is New Type, so. Yeah, it is. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, followed Gundam Seed. Liked it so much that Gundam Seed Destiny became the first anime I watched. Uh, when it came out in Japan and was quickly subtitled by fans. That was pretty disappointing. That was a monumental <laughs> mistake. But episode by episode, I want to say it was so much worse because the first 20 episodes are so good, and the next 10 are still good, but they're setting up stuff that's never going to pay off. So those final 10 episodes, you're like, they could do it. It could, it could all work. And then you get another clip episode, and you're like... Two weeks ago. Why? <laughs> is it also a uh, one episode a week show? Yeah. That was, ah. Ah. I at least got all of it in one go. So then I watched the first couple episodes of Double Lot. Thought it looked stupid. People tell me Double Lot is good. I, I have seen it is. I always forget about Double Lot. I've seen bits and pieces. Of you guys Which I think is actually Double O. I've always been. No, been... I refer to it as Double Lot, which is where you might have picked that up. Because it's supposed, probably supposed to be Double O, but Double Lot, it means the same thing. Both of you guys said that you watched like the first four episodes of that, so, right? I, I watched more than he I did. Think I, I watched think two. I, I watched like the first eight or something like that, I think is what I totaled out at. So I quit Gundam for a while. Age sounded cool. I watched that. I really like Gundam Age. And then when we. I've never even heard of that one. It was started out as a video game and they liked the plot, so they just decided to take it. It's kind of a retelling of the original series Zeta and Double Zeta, but done as one series. Uh, and then. Uh, I started watching Gundam Build Fighters when we decided to do this anime. It's pretty good. You should check it out. It's completely free. Really? It, it's the same channel as, and same setup as. How C. are they making money on this? They're not selling it in America, so they're just deciding to uh, ad it. support it. It's got ads on YouTube, so oh. they make some money like that. Okay, fair enough. So. I don't think we're going to get into the America and Gundam situation, because that could be its own episode. <laughs> the American Gundam situation. That could be a bonus episode for this Maybe. podcast. Also, I'd have to do a little research. But. I do want to talk a little bit about the history of Gundam, even though I basically just did talking about what I've watched. <laughs> Gundam Seed works because a lot of interesting influences are coming together, and the people making it have a thing to say. It, that but is not same, obvious from the first no, episode. No, it's so. the same thing that most Gundam series... Wars bad? Things made by Bandai say... Well, rewatching huh. this series, it was really apparent to me how post-9-11 it is. Which is obvious we're living in a post-9-11 world, but that really, really struck me. Or I find it strange that that affected Japan yes, at all. Yes, but I think that's why I find it so interesting, is it's clearly a foreign lens on huh. a post-9-11 world and reactions to it. So I want to talk about the influences on huh. Gundam Seed. The first and biggest one, and this might seem overly obvious if you're not familiar with Gundam, is the original series Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah, watching the first episode, man... This was originally started because, like I just said, I was super into Gundam. I didn't watch Gundam when it came to North America. And Bandai of America didn't want to bring Gundam over. They wanted to follow up Gundam Wing with G Gundam. But Bandai of Japan insisted that Gundam come over because so many of their toys and action figures and video games are based on the original series. Makes and me sad that one year never got released. That when the original Gundam series aired in Japan, it was canceled due to low ratings. To be fair, if you looked at what it was running against, like Speed Racer was contemporary with it, I don't understand how it was outcompeted by that. Well, there was other. There's Mossinger. 
which oh yeah i forgot about pausing her man but like 30 years later actually it was only 20 years later but still that animation looked old it was it really did. hard to dub because you couldn't do much with the lip flaps because of how old it was it looks super i mean it looks like it's a product of the 80s because it is Amaro's hair is just the worst. So when Gundam <laughs> super flopped and they heard all these reasons, they decided to remake it and they started a project called 21st Century Gundam. Oh, the, I've heard of that name. The idea was to remake Gundam, but to include some elements from newer Gundam series and better animation, obviously, and Western themes. So they also watched Star Wars, which was a influence <laughs> on Gundam to begin with, but that they'd sort of gotten away from. And Phantom Menace is a very big visual influence later on. But stuff huh. from the original trilogy also comes up plot-wise. And Star Trek. And in particular, the episode Space Seed really influences a bunch of the ideas in Gundam Seed, which layman Star Trek fans will know is that one episode with Khan in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they even take the name Gundam Seed from that. And oh, they really? take a lot of sci-fi ideas from Star Trek. They also take some general stuff from Star Trek that hasn't really shown up yet. I mean, I like Star Trek, so... I actually kind of like Star Trek because of Gundam Seed, and <laughs> kind of wish it was more Gundam Seed. -like. I actually don't like Star Trek, as weird as that might sound. The original, or just Star Trek in general? It's maybe not worth watching, but the ideas they explored were fun. Also, Gundam Wing had been a huge success in America. It had also been a huge success in Japan, because it attracted a female demographic. And there's which Gundam all had never sorts had of potential yaoi there. Well, the thing so. is, Bandai didn't understand why girls liked Gundam Wing. I know exactly no, why yeah, girls like Gundam Wing. It is because Wing. of the Yaoi thing. But they didn't figure out until they marketed it in America. So the Gundam series between Wing and Seed are X and Turn A, which don't really have that at all. Gundam Seed specifically went for pretty boy character design and to have five characters. And one of the, in air quotes, problems in Gundam Wing is that there's a female partner for every male character. But the writers, by their own admission, didn't know how to do romance, so they didn't bother. Every relationship in Gundam Seed is written like a romance. Is there a female character for Duo? Uh, yeah, I uh, don't what's remember. her name? The art chick he lives with on the colony? Yeah, she's super cool. I can't remember I don't her remember name. her. I want to say Hilda, but that might be someone else. I remember reading a bit of trivia because, like, everyone I knew in high school was obsessed with Gundam Wing. I guess you guys weren't obsessed with it. Zach certainly wasn't. But uh, I wasn't going to admit it if I was. That is true. I picked up a random tidbit from someone that apparently the original mangaka wrote, like, a pilot manga for this where all the characters were originally female. And they're like, you know, that doesn't work. So they just adapted the exact same characters into male bodies for reasons. <laughs> and that's apparently the character archetypes they went with. That explains why Katra's a pansy ass. I love Katra. You're the only it's one. It's his problem no, that there's no, no air in the space. The older I get, the more I like Katra. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, with all these changes, it kind of faded away from being 21st century Gundam and became Gundam Seed. But I think those are all very interesting influences on it that we should look at as we go through the series. Yeah, I wouldn't have, well, granted, it's only the first episode, but none of that would have occurred to me, so. So with that, we are going to watch the first episode of Gundam Seed, False Peace. One of the reasons we're starting with Gundam Seed, in addition to the fact that it's the one I really want to do, is the entire series is available for free on YouTube on the Gundam Info channel, the subtitled version of the HD re-release. If you want to dub, it exists. It's kind of, it's not bad. I would say it's mediocre. It came out right when dubs started to get good. And it makes some mistakes. It gets better as it goes on. It's certainly not worth what they're charging for it now. The, yeah, the though. biggest problem is it's out of print. So if you want to copy, you're looking at about 300 bucks to Holy pick up the series. Crap. Because it's out of print. Like, when I got it, it was still in print. 
So, fair enough. Just type Gundam Seed Episode 1 into Google. It should come up. I'm subscribed to the channel now just so I have easy access to it. But So the episode starts with... A really cool airdrop. A lot of Gundam series start with airdrops. You think this one really works? It got me immediately engaged in it. I was kind of sad that they didn't follow up with it more after they entered that. They're like, four zapped! And then they're like, and then the war was happening. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't really explain when the time frame is on this. It's like, is this when it's starting? Is this when the actual series is beginning? So my assumption, based on the context of this, is that this is the bloody Valentine incident? No, this is after that. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask what you think that was, so... I don't know. I have no clue what this war is about or what that thing was. They actually was. do show it when they talk about uh, it. They will They will later, but I, like, there's a lot of stuff that's not in this episode that yeah, is that, very interesting well, to they, me. They show it happened, but they don't give you context. Like, they, they show you the Bloody this... Valentine tragedy, but they don't tell you this is what the Bloody Valentine tragedy was. But basically, all I'm given is, like, the war's been going for eight months, and Zaft is surprisingly strong despite being way smaller, and I have no idea what they're fighting about. <laughs> So yeah, after the airdrop, we get basically that sort of Star Wars-style intro text. It's more Gundam-style. A lot of Gundams <laughs> start with some uh, just background on the setting. What Tyler said is basically it. There's the bloody Valentine tragedy. There are two factions, the Earth Forces oh, and the Plants. there's a lot more time frame between them mentioning the bloody Valentine tragedy and then them showing it to yeah, you. Yes. Okay. It's not on screen while they're saying the bloody Valentine tragedy happened. I think that's also, there's like the no dumb. context. It's basically a parallel to the original Mobile Suit Gundam where Xeon was the colonies rebelling against Earth and they had mobile suits so they were superior. It doesn't really tell you that. It doesn't really tell you what the plants are, but presumably since the other faction is the Earth forces, you can make the assumption. They obliquely refer to it later in the episode, but man, and then that intro. Yep, then you get the intro. I think we Jeez. should save the intro for next week. Okay, fair enough, because I have some things to say about that intro. <laughs> we then get a shot of... A generic the, space colony. Yeah, and then we get the interior. We get a news report that's saying that Gaoxing is under attack. As like this, well as a bunch of people like just going about their daily lives. Yeah, this style of report, like listening to a news report while like showing daily life, I feel is super common in Slice of Life anime. And then you get Kira with his like <laughs> lightning hands on the keyboard. <laughs> but he's only working on half the keyboard. We also get his mascot, Birdie, who teams up with Haro to be the mechanical mascot. Uh, yeah, why Birdie? I just... Uh, they thought it was cool? Yeah. Also, Kira's coat is super impractical. Look Later you thing. get Haro. That, that's all it says. Seriously, though, his coat, just terrible. Yeah, like the design I don't really think, I think it's, it's a coat. Fine. I think it's uh, supposed I, to be a shirt. It is a weird anime design. It's got some belts on it, like, well, like some Final Fantasy. shoulders are huge. <laughs> yeah, no, he looks like he belongs in Final Fantasy is my big problem with this. <laughs> I'm wearing a lots of belts for no reason at all. So then his friends, Tal and Muriela, Tal and Muriela, Muriela show up, and they're like, hey, the professor wanted you, and he's like, but I have so much work to do already, because they're all in college. And he's got a sweet laptop. Like, I'm not going to lie, that is a pretty sweet screen. It is, but, like, wouldn't it be impractical? Like, it would have to deactivate the keys when you, like, suck the laptop screen into it. Um, So for those Don't of you who can't... Don't care, it's really cool! Like, he's got a laptop that the screen sucks into the keyboard portion of it. Still cool! Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's totally cool. Rule I of cool, one. man. Rule of cool. I want a phone that does that, that I can just have on my, like, wrist, and then I can just pull the screen out, and... I don't know, I think... I have an cool. anime where someone has a phone like that. Oh, well, say, and I think that's coming. One of these days. <laughs> I just realized that that kind of applies to a lot of things. What? I, I want this to happen. I have an anime for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Apame. So anyway, they're talking about how Gaoxing is close to Orb, and they're worried that it's going to get attacked. It is nice that they uh, refer to the fact that this is a live broadcast for them, but it's a week delayed. So it's like seven light days away. That's pretty far. 
That gives you kind of a scope of where the colonies are scattered, if nothing else. They also give you the t- context that the nation they're from is neutral. Yeah. Orb is neutral, so they're not worried about it being attacked. And this is an orb colony. I guess it's not part of the plants. It doesn't really outright say that. But... It's uh, apparently got state status in the uh, Federated Earth States Federation. Of Earth. It's apparently, it's actually, I guess, separate from Earth, the Earth Federation. It's like yeah, its own we, We're not entity. told that really here. There, so. It's implied that they have voting in their legislator, though. Well, so. I, I, it's really unclear. Later on, they mention that on the in the dub, they actually say, it's a good thing Orb is recognized by the Earth Federation, like, implying they're a separate nation, but I don't think they do it in the sub. So then we get the most romantic scene in the episode. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Random flashback. <laughs> which is a flashback to... Atherin! To Kira and his friend Atherin. When Atherin is leaving Orb to move to the plants and gave him Birdie as a With all the, like, gift. cherry With, blossoms yes, falling so around is. them. <laughs> is so, I told you every relationship in Gundam Seed is written as a romance. Never more apparent than Atherin and Kira. And their cherry blossom flashback. <laughs> oh my god. I love how many times it flashes back to that over the course of this episode. Too. Oh, you're going to love this series then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it only, it only goes to that actual flashback once, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. But it's just super memorable because it has no freaking reason to be there. Well, I love how Atherin's like, Kira, you're my best friend. Let me give you this mechanical, annoying bird robot to remember me by. <laughs> oh my god, the dude hates me. I can't get rid of the damn thing. Birdie! Honestly, if you gave me something like that, it'd be a sledgehammer in a week. It'd be like a Furby. Although that does establish, you know, he has a prior history with this guy, although we know nothing about it other than that it's vaguely romantic, apparently. Oh, with Atherin? Yeah. Kira's having this flashback to when Atherin and he parted ways, and he's, like, spacing out and, like, the camera zooms back and his friend Toll's leaning over him and it's got like this I've only ever seen this happen in anime but like they have this idea that when someone's really close to you you see them through like a fish eye lens so like <laughs> his face is all distorted like some sort of bizarre insect starting over I gotta his say head. I like Kira's jumping back into the corner because I, I've done that <laughs> I've actually done that at work and I cause people to do that at work all the time Alright, so then we uh, cut to a Earth Forces ship docking in the colony. And it's the ship's last voyage, which yep. means everyone on it is due for retirement, and they're definitely not going to get killed by the end of the Oh, episode. I forgot he mentioned that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the ship has completed its final mission. Oh god, what have you done? We're doomed! So I want to play this game. I forgot to introduce it earlier. Tyler's never seen Gundam Seed. Since this is the first episode, I want to play with him. How important is this character? Okay. We're going to start with Kira. It's softball pitch. Yeah, clearly he's the main character. He's got the coat. Tall? <laughs> uh, tall, I'm assuming, is dead by the end of the episode. Okay. okay. Mirielia? Also dead, because they were together. Captain of ship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should have made up a name for him. <laughs> Captain Smith? Yeah, no, I'm assuming that he's either dead or just not important. Lieutenant LaFlaga, who you're about to be introduced to. I don't really know what happens to him, but he's got a name, and he's clearly got... I actually assumed that he was the Char equivalent in this, and he's, like, double-crossing already, but then, late, like, five minutes from now, you see the actual Char equivalent, so... With his mask and everything. Yeah, so, with so his mask. So, LaFlaga is a blonde lieutenant. He was supposed to escort this ship on its final journey. He's uh very concerned about the military outside. He says they're safe because this nation's neutral, and... Moose thinks that's a joke, which is, I yeah. think, a good insight both into his character and the situation politically. I love how Captain Guy is like, they wouldn't dare attack us. We're neutral. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't say they wouldn't dare attack us. We're neutral because he's actually Earth Forces. He means Orb Orb is neutral. They wouldn't they wouldn't yeah. attack this. Because... See, he didn't see the first episode of Gundam. Yeah, he missed it. But no, clearly LaFlaga is a main character, so. 
He mentions G pilots. They don't really explain what that is right now. I assume the Gundam pilots because yeah, that's like, our only mobile suit, right? So then we cut to two ships out in the space. Just kind of chilling out that, back there. And then we see the actual Char equivalent, who is Super Char. In yeah. fact, his lines are even very similar to Char's in the first episode. They're a little different because Char is trying to be conservative, whereas uh, Raul Crusade, who is the Char equivalent, how important do you think he's going to be, Tyler? Very. I mean, he's got a mask, clearly. <laughs> clearly he's important. He's got a mask. Yeah. That's actually, in my notes, I have sweet masks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that, that I, note. So. What about Addis? Who? He's the captain of the, uh, what is this, the Versalius? Or is it the... Uh, Versalius, I think, is the one they're on right now. Who? Uh, he, his he's, name's Addis. He's the captain of the ship. Who? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Enough. I don't, yeah, I don't know who this person is. So Unlike Char, who just wants to do recon, he thinks it's very important they steal and or destroy the prototype mobile suits that the Earth Forces obviously have here. So and they, then they send out some sweet Zakus. I love the designs. Th they're Jins, and I think they're pretty good, too. I don't like them as much as the Zaku, to be honest, but... Really? With the, yeah. like the awesome cross-back fly And they bar. have swords. They do have swords. Do so they use the swords in this? Uh, episode? not this episode. Okay. I don't no, think. no, they do actually. We'll get to it later. Okay, so then we cut back to uh, Kiratal and Mirielia. They see Flay and uh, her two friends. So I'm uh, man, Flay. Flay and her two friends. Yep. Her two friends are one character. <laughs> They're, dead. They're, They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. What about Flay? Clearly, she Flay's a, she's the love interest. So clearly, she lives for most of the season. It, if it works like the original Gundam, though, she'll get killed after the Shar equivalent gets a crush on her, and then Kira and Shar equivalent will scream at each other for the entire series about it. Okay. <laughs> so they run into uh, Flay and her two friends. Her friends are teasing her because she got a letter from Cy Argyle. At yep. the freaking sweet taxi bus station thing. Oh, that's a common thing in Gundam. Gundam, there are just cars you can drive. You don't own a car. It, they're like public transport cars. Yeah, there's, like but there's no cars. driver. They just drive themselves. Yep. One of these days, man. It's coming. Sunglasses chick. <laughs> also, I love... Yeah, sunglasses chick, I'm assuming is dead because, like... She has no important... You never see her for the rest of the episode after this. And, like... Oh, no. You see her without the sunglasses. That's possible. It's possible I didn't recognize her without the sunglasses. So, as we're standing on the street, totally not military guys in the middle of the street, just like, hey, can I walk by you? To be fair, they're uh, in, um, they're standing at the station. And again, that's that's something that the dub does a little better because in the sub they ask, are you move? If you're not moving on, like, can we move past you? In the dub, they actually do say, if you're not getting in, can we? I think that's mostly a tone thing. The tone is harder to tell on a foreign language. Yeah, that I, actually I, seems like a very Japanese way of asking that to me. But. That's fair. So then uh, Flay goes off and uh, Tall teases Kira about having a romantic rival. I love how his romantic rival's last name is Argyle. Argyle! <laughs> hey, Sly Argyle is great. I really hope he's in an Argyle, like a sweater vest. You, you've seen him. You just, probably, you just didn't realize it. Probably he's not. He's in this episode. So then, you know, is obviously... Is he a computer lab guy? Yeah, he's okay. Obviously not military. Obviously not military people talk about how there are people their age on the front lines, and, and they're like, yeah, it's very that's Gundam. depressing. They're, they're a bit older than the than the other characters, obviously. Then we see some red and green guys infiltrating the colony. It's Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> they God. They sweet jetpacks. <laughs> they're sent as elves. Someone set them up the bomb. <laughs> they infiltrate the colony, and then we Somehow. Cut. I don't know how no one noticed them. They don't have human-sized proximity alarms? Apparently, but they've got shit. And it looked like a secondary vent that somebody uh, opened um, that wasn't supposed to be allowed to be I'm opened. I'm claiming the main engineer of this colony did a poor job designing the sensors. And apparently these three, Miriala Tal and uh, Kira, work in a secure lab. No, there are students at a university that does classified research. Yeah, it sort of... It does a... I don't want to say a poor job, but they are 
sort of they're, they're like doing research for students. the university, but they're also like helping the military, and I don't think they know it, so we don't know it. Yeah, they're doing robotics research, but clearly it's implied that the professor is working on the Gundam project and using their research to help make that. Which is why totally a guy in the corner is totally a guy that. in like the fifties <laughs> chimney cleaner hat. <laughs> yeah, she's totally dressed as a paper boy. That's true. So yeah, uh, here we meet Kigali, whose name we don't learn yet. She's totally not a girl. We don't um, learn it for a long time. Sai, who's like it. the guy with the glasses and the hair. Like uh, in the orange pinkish suit. Yeah. And then Kuzi, who doesn't get a name, who's the other guy. <laughs> how, how, okay, so uh, Kigali first. How important? Uh, clearly very. And she's got main character written all over her. She's like ominously standing in the corner. Clearly a main character. Sai. Uh, I didn't even realize he was a guy. I assume he's dead. So <laughs> And Kuzi, <laughs> who does not have his name. <laughs> Also, not even a guy, I assume he's dead. Okay. Like, they don't correlate with the fact that this guy's Psy. I think they call him that, but they don't. They ask him about the letter. Yeah. And I, and I assumed it from that, but. So they walk into a robotics lab while guys are setting them up with a bomb. Yeah. More infiltration. We see a shot of a ship that looks a lot like the light base from Gundam, and they're doing infiltration stuff. This is cut against the people in the robotics lab doing some, like, robot work. They mentioned Morgan Rate which is the company they're kind of working for. Oh, I thought that was a person. Ah, no, Morgan Ray is a, is a company. It's on a few of the, uh, like, it's it's written on okay. some of the equipment. People putting bombs but down. The Christmas invaders start <laughs> planting some bombs. Tall starts teasing Kira about the letter, and he doesn't want to make a fuss out of it. Because Sai's a cool guy. Just realize Kira has, like, bell bottoms that he's belted in place. Yep. And for some reason, like, totally not a guy, decides to try to leave the room and find... The, is that, like, the door to the lab that she's going through? I have I no idea. She they don't really imply. She tries to open something. a door that doesn't open. Uh, and then the two ships go to attack the colony, yeah. and the people in the colony start, like, freaking out, and they're like... Understandably. Totally and the Vesalius, the, uh... yeah. That was totally the Vesalius that they're on. And then we get the uh, eye catch. Can I just say really quick how the return from commercial portion of that is so totally disparate with everything else we've seen in the show so far? What's uh, all wait, the horrows and bubbles and the spinning girl? It's, it's changed for the HD version. The original version, the return is the same as the oh, we'll really? be right back eye catch. Hello, this is Jeremy, host of It's a Gundam, doing trying very hard not to just do a Justin McElroy impression right now. I want to thank everyone for listening to the first episode of our podcast, or listening to it again if you're a Last Time on Video Games listener. And to help launch this podcast, there were a few things I wanted to do. First off, if you're listening to this the week it's released, we're going to be doing five episodes this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Just like if you watched Toonami in the 90s, and really the early 2000s, not the 90s, they'd have an episode every week. They didn't do that for Gundam Seed, but, you know, same difference. We'd also really like to get engagement with this podcast, if possible. So we have a few prizes we're going to be giving away. First off, we have a Master Grade Freedom Gundam 2.0 model kit. That's kind of the biggest prize we've got. It's a very good model kit. I have one myself that I definitely didn't just leave sitting in a box. I definitely built it. Well, I built half of it anyway. It's a very cool model kit. One of my favorites. The Freedom Gundam is absolutely my favorite mobile suit in all of Gundam. So it's a great model to start with, or if you have a collection, it's great to work on. If you're not into Gundam modeling, though, we also have Gundam the 08th MS team on both Blu-ray and DVD. And we'd like to give all three of these away to our listeners, the Blu-rays, the DVDs, and the Freedom Gundam. So to do that, 
all that we ask for now is that you send us an email at Gundam at lasttimeonvideogames.com telling us what you like about Gundam Seed or what you don't like about Gundam Seed. It's a little bit divisive. But just a paragraph or so, so we know you're a real person and not a robot, to Gundam at lasttimeonvideogames.com. We'll read the good emails out, and everyone who sends, like you said, about a paragraph, at least a couple sentences, will be entered into a drawing to win. And there might be a few other ways you can enter throughout the week if you keep listening to these episodes. We will be deciding the winners of those three prizes on Thursday, August 16th. So we're going to need all entries by Wednesday the 15th. And then we will announce them on Episode 7, which will come out on Monday, August 20th. This is going to be a show that comes out every Monday after the five episodes for the first week. So I will let you guys get back to the episode. Hopefully you're enjoying it. And yeah, if you want to check out our other podcasts, you can do so at lastpodcasts.com. That's also where you can check out old episodes of this or where you can find links to our Discord if you want to talk to us in real time instead of using that old fancy email. Our Twitter is LTOV Gundam. I'm not on Twitter very much, but I'm going to try to be there more if you want to send us a direct message or something. I really hope you guys are enjoying. We've been working on this podcast for almost two years, which is almost embarrassing to say. And this old episode isn't quite as good as I remember, but hopefully it's good enough for you, our listeners. And yeah, I have no idea how to sign this off, so I'm just going to play the eye catch, and old Jeremy will start talking again. Yeah, so for those of you who aren't watching it, the return from the commercial break eye catch is like Flay dancing around in a field that, that, that's of That's not Flay. That's, okay. that's not Flay. What? This is a new character we have who's not in this episode. You can't have two girls with pink hair. Flay's hair Flay is has red. dark pink hair. That's dark. We have... <laughs> okay, I, I've seen red versus blue, so I know pink is lightest red. Red is not dark pink. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, it's not quite... I mean, it would be reddish. It'd be more closer to purple, though, in my opinion, but maybe that's just how I see it. Fair enough. So not Flay, I guess, is dancing around in a field of bubbles. Then we've got the captain being like, oh, God. Captain No Name is like, hey, we should like do something about the fact that these ships are attacking us. Yeah. Is it just me, or does anybody else think that no matter if you're in space or not, having somebody working upside down is a bad <laughs> idea? <laughs> that's good for your... I don't know. No, it's a bad idea. Anyway, the Zap vessels won't respond to the colony people. They, There's like, like obvious static, static interference. At them. They call the Earth military, and Mulaflaga tells Luke and Gale to get ready to launch. Is his name Luke? I couldn't remember. I thought yeah. it was something How else. important do you think Luke and Gale are? They die this episode. Yeah, say who? <laughs> <laughs> they die immediately. <laughs> Is it just me, or does anybody else find it really weird oh, that you need guys? a catapult for a freaking space? I, I really like it. I, I like the idea. It, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you can just launch right there. Hit the button. When gas, are you going to have go. time to say your name, your mobile suit's name, and then say launching? <laughs> so the, the, uh, do they do that in this show? Yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Okay. The ships launch some of the Jins, which are the Kulzakus. And um, orb counterattacks with, like, mining robots. They're called Mistrals. They're basically, they're basically balls. They're basically the ball from and, and, um, series. Three Mobius. Yeah, well, the, actually, it, are, the, the those Mobius. are Mobius. I don't remember if Moose. Mo Moose is a Mobius. Is a Mobius. Yeah. Uh, they call the white base ship, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll uh, come out if we need to." Go go Heliopolis. We're not supposed to go anywhere yet. <laughs> yeah, and then the bombs blow up and kill poor captain of the ship. Well, <laughs> after <laughs> yeah, he tells uh, after he tells sunglasses chick and uh, uh, other guy to go get. Yeah, no, I see somebody. that now. I just didn't recognize her. The uh, balls get beat up because they're balls, only they're not even spherical. They're target practice. <laughs> <laughs> they, they honestly look like those kind of targeting drones. 
Then we get a bunch of shots of just general life, life in the. Almost all of it is people we've seen, except the very end of it is some random guy <laughs> playing drums. And it's I a bunch of like a, it's like a street band. <laughs> and then hey. we get the uh, Gundams being moved out. Oh, we get the ship's name, the Archangel. Uh, mechanic chick does say go Archangel. And they they say somewhere else too. Someone else mentions the Archangel. The colonies in general disarray. Yeah, it's there's not earthquakes. Good. Uh, the kids are like, "What's going on?" Somebody thinks it's an asteroid. <laughs> totally not a girl. Is panicked. Then Moo decides to launch because I don't know so, why, but I like his uh, purple and black flight suit and it's his cool. helmet. It's his helmet is pretty bamfant. Pretty, pretty bamfant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty bamfant. The Earth forces have Mobiuses, which are basically jets. Moo has a cool orange one with funnels. It's the Mobius Zero. Oh, and, is that uh, what we totally see to the uh, yeah, we totally see the Jins uh, kicking the crap out of all the uh, flight. Yeah, so things. Orb is clearly losing the fight. Losing, they've lost the fight. Someone set them up the bomb. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, they're just mobile suits hanging People out. People are the still colony. confused that mobile suits are showing up. We get the infiltration team yeah, again. The, the Christmas team sees the uh, <laughs> three mobile suits that they're trying to get onto the Archangel. Which are just on a truck in a field <laughs> for some reason. Oh my god, that's freaking hilarious. These these the one dude that doesn't have them. So, <laughs> so I guess it's a close-up of like all the uh, commandos who are going in to steal the mobile suits. And one guy doesn't have a face in the shot. To be fair, none of the guys in green have well, faces. One of the guys in the red guys who in are red. clearly like special guys don't have faces or have faces, but the one dude who dies. Spoiler. So they all get ready to go commando time, and they get I, ready to go I steal can't some of that gunners. guy's That's name. Miguel. How uh, how important do you think Miguel is? Tied yeah, out? Miguel. Not at all. We see the gins and their like just regular sword because one of them cuts a Mobius in half. Oh yeah, I forgot. I think about that, that. I think that's Luke. We see uh, <laughs> no, Luke. Which one is Luke and which one is Gale? Well, I think I think, it, I, think cool his, I think his name comes up. Mo, we see Moo going to town on a gin. He doesn't yeah. actually kill it though. Like I forgot about that. He doesn't actually kill the thing. So what I've always bad. wondered about mobile suits is how could they possibly be more mobile? Yeah, there it goes. Than a jet. Okay, so the idea, and this is reverse engineered, yeah, see, in the original mobile suit Gundam, is because of the way momentum works in space. It's a lot more feel efficient if you can turn by moving an arm instead of needing a thruster. That's true. And so that's the, basically the entirety of it. Oh, well, also, okay. <laughs> I gotta say, before we were on the mics, I totally told you, they do have somebody actually talking to her, giving her a name. It's right there. Okay, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I didn't realize they were talking to her. I don't well, know why. She respond, like she turns around and responds. Okay, how important do you think she is? No, she didn't yeah. respond. She's just like, oh, explosion. No, she turns <laughs> to look at him when they call out the name. Yeah, how, how important is Lieutenant Ramius? I assume she was just mechanic chick, but she's like the only person in the field she's working in who survives the episode. So, fairly. Okay. All right. Is there a Gundam character you think she's the equivalent to? Oh, that's a good question. I should have started with this, but... Yeah, well, so I don't remember the original Gundam well enough to probably have done that. Oh, uh, God, what's her name? The uh, blonde chick who... Uh, Sayla? Yes, thank huh, you. Okay. So anyway, they're getting attacked. They run away from the trucks, and she starts taking command, giving people orders. Tells them to get the X-105 and X-303, whichever, whatever the heck those that means. I mean, they're clearly... This is a show about Gundams. Clearly they're Gundams. Yeah, but which ones? I don't know. So, so the uh, kids from the university start evacuating. They need to go get the shelters. Except for Kira and not a chick. <laughs> Not a chick starts running the other way, so Kira chases after her. He's like, no, I'm the main character. I have to get <laughs> You're not supposed to do anything interesting without me. That's pretty much what it looks they like. They run together like, down a hallway, and all of Kira's friends are like, Kira. And he's like, BRB, bros. <laughs> BRB, saving life. We get some gins wreaking havoc, blowing stuff up. 
basically clearing the way for the commandos to steal these suits that are just like on the highway for some reason. The, no, they were they actually yeah. explained it. They were yeah. trying to move them to the Archangel. Like yeah. they were on the move. I kind of assumed that. And that like was even the case. Uh, white-haired guy says that was the plan that they attacked them so that they would move the suits out into the open and they could steal them. Which they then do because this is a Gundam series. Of course. I love that the guys defending the mobile suits have no concept of tactics, so they're just standing out in the open while people are attacking them from the sky. Yeah, like, there's cover available, too. Like, th there was a guy standing there rather than taking cover behind the car. It's pretty clear which one that guy is. Like, get a nice close-up of the guy and, don't, and you can't see his face. <laughs> Like, we didn't actually feel like animating this dude's face because he's not going to be around very long anyway. Anyway, Kira and Natachik are in the hallway arguing, and then, like, an explosion knocks Natachik's hat off, and Kira's like, you're a girl? And she's like, what the hell did you think I was? I have these boobs, and this feminine face, and these big white anime eyes. And a female voice. Although, to, to, be, to fair, be fair, she hasn't actually spoken the entire time they've been around. Yeah, she did. She said, why are you following me before we started? Oh, running? yeah, that's true. Also, Kira's eyes are way more anime-eye than hers. Okay, fair enough. He's she, has like, she has, like, angry angry anime eyes. He has, like, dumb, I'm confused anime eyes. She gets very emotional, and Kira's like, nah, I'll help you, it's cool. And she's like, I didn't want to get trapped here. I just wanted to, what, incriminate my father? I don't really understand what her plan it, was. It becomes uh, important yeah, later. Yeah, I don't, like, to be fair, I don't think we're supposed to. Anyway, the it's, Christmas it's not team supposed continues to have... attacking. They kill a bunch of Earth soldiers. Lieutenant Mechanic is shooting a machine gun. There is it's a so moment good. that we're not going to be able to hear because we've got this thing on mute right now, but did you hear the click? Like She turns around and a guy dies as she's firing an, a gun that seems to be on empty. The last thing she does, she fires two shots and continues firing after Kira warns her that there's a guy behind her. That's what I remember. Where she no, that's what it does, but when she turns around and like she does it, and then they, the shot goes to him after the gun starts clicking on empty. Yes. And so it looks like he, she kills him with a gun that's on empty. I just assumed that she managed to get him with the last of the oh, clip. No, like, it makes lucky. perfect sense when you actually sit down and think about it, but when you're not paying that close attention and you see that, it's like, oh, wait, hang on. She just Did they script their uh, their timing on yeah. this? Anyway, Kira and... Totally a to chick. Actually a chick. Yeah, um, end up at the factory, and they see two totally Gundams, and Kigali's all like, oh, it's the Earth Force's new it. mobile weapons. Father, you betrayed us! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Mechanic shoots at them. <laughs> Lieutenant Robin is like, do not cry! Them. Running! Running is what we're doing! I'm does the she doctor actually, now. Is she actually the one that fires at them? Or I is somebody so. else? It, it does look like that. But then she's like, oh wait, those were children. What the hell? Well, she wasn't actually, like, the thing is, like, even her sight wasn't on where they were standing, is the question. And then we see, that one is the duel, I want to say? So yeah. It's basically okay. a copy of the original. We Gundam. actually get this really cool scene of Zaft forces, the, the commandos stealing the first three Gundams, and they all, like, stand up, and we get this, like, nice headshot of all three of them. My problem at this point, they don't have any paint, so yes. they're all just that's monochrome. Explained. That, yeah, that, that, that's explained. This is actually a reference to the original Gundam, in that when uh, the guy who made Gundam, whose name I wrote down in my notes and cannot think of right now, Yoshiko Tomino created Gundam. He didn't like that mechs were colorful because he didn't think the military would use colorful mechs. So the original Arguably. design for the gun cannon Gundam and gun tank were all monochromatic. But like, no, that's, that's a terrible design. Let's put some color on them. It doesn't sell well. That's actually really underwhelming in this because they don't look at all distinct. They, I actually like the gins at this point a lot better than the Gundams. See, and I guess I can spoil it to it. When they're on, basically, they're in color. They don't have their armor turned on. What? Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> that, that, that is the best way to phrase it. I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, or any sense at all. But, but, but that's, I mean, you that's saw the totally opening sequence. They do have color. Yeah, no, I right know. Right now, they don't. It's not that they don't have paint on them. So the three Zaft commandos don't have names yet. You steal them. White-haired uh, guy is clearly That's the important. Buster. 
Okay. Second blonde guy. Blonde guy, I'm assuming, is going to die halfway through the series. Okay. If not almost immediately. And green-haired guy. Uh, there's a chick. No, no, there's a, a guy. guy. What? <laughs> that's one of the things. That's like one of the few voice actors for the original I don't like. He's clearly a guy in the dub. He definitely sounds like a chick in the subtitled version. Yeah, the entire commando team is, or at least the the five red guys are guys. all male. Okay, yeah. well, I assume that was female, both due to the voice and the face. But <laughs> and I actually can't remember what that one's called. Well, in that case, green-haired guy is probably going to live a while. I think longer than the second guy. Okay. okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're like, hey, we ought to get these to Commander Lucrusay. Ather and you and Rusty go find the other two. Also, with my uh, having seen the end of the episode powers, I happen to know that white-haired guy is important because he's in the end credits. So there He's good. also Very in the good. intro. So Yes, he is. So, anyway, Kira and uh, Chick run over to a shelter, and they're like, hey, we're full. And he's like, hey, my friend is a chick. Can you at least get her <laughs> yeah, in here? The, it's super sexist. They're like... She's just and a like, girl. Even like the way he like grabs her and puts her into it. Does he, like, does, he so does, does he actually say that in this episode or in in the uh, sub? Does yeah. he does he actually refer to her as He's just like, a friend, girl? No, I think he says my friend is a girl. No, he, he basically says it's okay. Uh, she's no, yeah. a girl, and they're like, yeah, no, we can do that. So I'm thinking either they're extremely chivalrous or extremely Bas- rapey. Well, so- <laughs> it, no, it's much funnier in the dub because in the in the dub he refers to her as. She's just a girl. She wouldn't use that many resources, guys. She's also really passive here, which I think is her being in shock. But Yeah, it seems like, really weird because she could have totally not been shoved into the elevator. Anyway, Kira shoves her in an elevator and the and guys then runs the, off. The guys in the shelter say, Go around the corner, there are more shelters. So he goes and runs around the corner, warns uh, mechanic Ramius <laughs> of someone about to pop her in the back. So she kills a guy, thanks him, and he's like, don't worry about me, I'm just going to go over to this explosion! <laughs> again, that, that's another one that's um, kind of phrased better in uh, dub. Again, they, they handle it a bit better, because she refers to it as, there's nothing beyond one, that door. Neither of them really sell the point, I don't think. I do think the dub is better, but they're both I think confusing. it sells the point when, if, she, if someone tells you, there's nothing left beyond that door, so not, ki- there's nothing but a door there. No, duh, it's a door, it's right there. I just Kira just totally that- acrobats off of like a third-story to be fair, he walkway. trips up when he lands. And yeah, they, but he nice jumps off a third-story walkway and he's doesn't an anime break character anything. on a space colony. See, there we got are a... people working upside down. Yeah, they're not... <laughs> he's taking. We got a guy taking <laughs> cover. We got a guy with some tactical sense. The only reason is this guy's got a name. Mm-hmm. He gets a kill. Yeah, he's Sergeant Johnny of the Gundam. No, he's Hamana. <laughs> ha, ha. Doesn't he die in like two minutes though? Well, clearly a main character kills him. He's got a name. He's a character. He gets a kill. Up, oh, guy just dies. Yeah, I think that's Brian. <laughs> yeah, because Hamana dies specifically later. So my assumption about the uh, exploding door, where she's like, there's just a door over there, and then it explodes. I assumed that the uh, guys in the shelter are like, yeah, there are more shelters down the way. We'll just take your girl here. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of come off that way to me. Like, I don't think, like, yeah, we'll take your girl, but I think they were lying. They're like, man, we're so full. We don't want another guy. Yeah. Especially but, two guys. But we'll take a chick. I do so, think, though, that it was. What a, if they like, can't tell there, that she's a girl? <laughs> there were more shelters. I, I think, again, it's a tonal thing because it sounds, I think it sounds better in the dub that it does sound more like there are more shelters over there. Can you get there? Yeah, no, and I, I think that's what they're implying. But from my perspective, it seemed like they're just trying to steal his girl and get him <laughs> to go away. Well, anyway, uh, as Zach was saying, Hamina kills Rusty and Athens like, no, Rusty. Boom. The one guy who too. didn't have a face earlier. <laughs> And then he kills Hamina, so Lieutenant Robbins is like, no, Hamina! And then Atherin shoots her. And everything goes sepia tone. Which it's not even sepia tone. It's like we lose color, we get black, white, and blue. It's like a photo negative. Yeah, that's the better way to put it. After Rami is get shot. And I actually have this written down in my notes as Negaverse Atherin. <laughs> as Atherin rushes them with a knife. 
Although up until this point, I did not realize this was Atherin until Kira's like, Atherin! At least in this case, it made sense why she wasn't taking cover because Kira's just kind of laying on a shoulder pad. Yeah. Yeah. So Kira goes to tend to her. Atherin sees Kira. They both freak out. They flash back to their romance. Oh, I forgot the flashback <laughs> didn't show up again there. And we get color back. And they're like, wait, Atherin? Wait, Kira? And then there's an And then explosion. everything blows up. Yeah, and then Ramius pulls out a gun and tries to shoot Atherin, and he's like, well, I'm bailing. And so he gets away with the other Gundam, right? Yeah, so, well, yeah. he gets into the other Gundam at this point. Orb is left with just the one that Ramius and Kira, who got pulled in by Ramius, fall into, right? Yeah, as yeah. an explosion it goes over the uh, cockpit, yes. And we get that really nice, like, old Japanese-style, like, splash painting of the Gundam and Yeah, the and the ending theme starts to kick in as well, the cool uh, Gundam don't look at explosions. <laughs> that is true. Cool Gundams do not look at explosions. We yeah. got another nice slow stand-up scene with a bunch of explosions. Honestly, I really like that one more just because of the fact that you get to see all the things popping off and it basically breaking the chains holding it down as it's getting up because yeah, no, obviously last... there's no one to, to uh, unlash it. Well, this is the heroic Gundam, so we have to get like the fancy stand-up. That's actually a really good scene where the Gundam's standing up. Yeah, and that's where the episode ends. So one thing I notice about this is that the art for the mobile suits is amazing. Like, if you actually look at the detail where all the mobile suits are rendered, like, in the intro and pretty much anytime they're on screen, they look really good. I think one of the reasons I like Gundam Seed so much is that the animation really is on a different level from previous Gundam yeah, Seed And especially series. with the fact that they did it through animation, they didn't resort to 3D, which I've seen a lot of series do that when they want to get a bunch of detail, they resort so, to a 3D modeling for whatever it is they're trying to do, so they have a 3D against the 2D background. I remember uh, uh, the one with the Liger suit. Uh, yeah, Zoids, yeah. yeah. Zoids Definitely had a lot of that. Before we go on, Atherin, how important? Oh, super important. He's going to be this... screaming at Kira the entire series. <laughs> you, you think he's going to make it through the series? I would imagine. Okay. Either that or he's going to die tragically at Kira's hands. Do you think Kira's going to make it through the whole series? Oh, yeah. No, he's got all right. He's got Amuro replacement <laughs> written all over him. To be fair, Amuro is supposed to die in the original Mobile Suit Gundam, that but it got true. canceled. So for those who don't know, um, there's a... I mean, most things do this, but especially anime tend to do what like what's called in-between animation so they'll draw like the big things that are supposed to be eye-catching and then there, another studio generally animates everything that goes in between the stills yes, basically yes. and that's usually a result of taking images out of the manga from which a thing is adapted and this the between animation is as good if not better as the actual stills it's damn and, and good part of that is it's the first episode part of it this is an hd redo they redrew the scenes that were bad okay. in a lot of cases this one also was a series that wasn't a manga first yeah, no, and I kind of assume that, which is... My big thing about the art being so good is that the characters look terrible by comparison to Do you not like the character else. designs, or do you think they're poorly animated? I think they're just... The character designs are fine. I mean, they're a little Final Fantasy for a Gundam series, which... Well, they were trying to appeal to girls. Okay, fair enough. And they did like Final Fantasy thirteen, although that wasn't out yet by the time yeah. this was... Anyway, uh, my big thing is that the animation of the characters looks like it's done by a different team than the team who did everything else. Which might be true. I didn't notice that in the dub that I own, but that's also not the HD remake. They might not have done as much touch-up on the characters. I got over it by the end of the episode, but I found it really jarring that, like, the background was better drawn than the actual characters, so... And, like, the Gundams, which are in motion, are better drawn than the actual characters. To be fair, the Gundams are kind of the main thing. So we're left off with no Gundam fight. There is a little mobile suit action outside of the space colony. Yeah, there are definitely but... some explosions. On a scale from one to Big Zam shooting stuff, I give that, like, I don't know, a couple of doms, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Not till Destiny. <laughs> 
But what do you think of this episode? Does it want, make you want to see more? Oh, yeah. I actually really liked this episode. I had some nitpicks with it, but overall, it, it got me hooked. I want to watch what happens. I had a hard time actually closing the browser or not watching the second episode. Yeah, that's why I watch Gundam Build Fighters. I just watched this entire series. <laughs> and even, But like I said, I really like this series, so I wondered if it applied to... Clearly, uh, I liked it. I bought it. You didn't watch the first episode of them buy it, did you? Did no, you I watched it, like, the whole series. Recommendation? Oh, okay. I watched the whole thing through Netflix. Oh, okay. So, uh, getting it through Netflix, and then I found out that I could buy it from somebody, so I did. Yeah, I mean, if it makes you want to watch oh, no. more, I think that's a good... That's what the first episode should do. Yeah, no, it definitely accomplished that task. It was a good introduction to what's being set up, even though I don't know anything. Although that might be why I like it, because I, it didn't give me... Yeah. It gave me enough information to it make It doesn't tell you what the bloody Valentine tragedy is, and I wondered how you'd respond to that. Do you, I mean, like, what do you want to know? What are your questions? Uh, you mostly see? what the hell they're at war about. I kind of felt like that would, could have been a piece of information given in the beginning. Well, again, they, they gave you the information why they're fighting. They, they, they the just didn't tell nouns. you why it's important. They, they tell you, they don't show you. Well, like... No, they show you, they just don't tell you why anybody My cares. question is, like, what's Zaf's motivation connected. for rebelling? Yeah, okay. I and, don't know. And we'll see. And that's one of the things that makes this series, I think, better than Gundam. Clearly, Even though in Gundam, it's a fine motivation. The uh, intro where they have the uh, the planet drop makes it clear that the people who are fighting for Zaft are almost fanatically devoted to them. So, I don't know why, though. I don't know why Athrun was like, hey, have this sweet bird, I'm going to go fight with the Zaft <laughs> army now. <laughs> like, that comes up later, too. And they actually kind of... Because actually... Kira totes his boyfriend, and he has to go leave the space. Actually, well, I think actually, they... We'll... Yeah, they, they explain... Actually, I think in the same time they f explain why they're all confused, They you actually get a lot of information as to the uh, reason for the war. Do you think it throws too many proper nouns at you? Oh, no, I didn't have proper think, noun inundation at all. You think a lot of people are dying, though, so... Yeah, that is true. I assume that almost everyone who wasn't named and some of the people who were named are just dead on this colony at the end of and the And quite episode. a few people who weren't named. Well, Rusty! Poor Rusty! I think we can all agree that Rusty is the most tragic death of this war. Nah, Hamana. Yeah, that is true. Hamana was... Hamana got a kill first. Hamana, Hamana. He's got a neutral KDA. <laughs> he was clearly carrying the Earth forces. Although, Rusty killed a lot of guys on the way up, so... Are we sure Rusty actually got those kills? Well, it's implied that he, he was on the team that got the kills, so yeah, that's a good point. Also, how do you, like, is, is calculating a KDR really ma make any sense, given uh, that they only have one life? I saw someone post Kira's war record, like, it's in my YouTube, like, recommended <laughs> now. It's just, like, a list of everyone he killed over the course of... Ridiculously high. Doesn't he get to kill the grunts button eventually? Yeah, like, yeah. And then... then Defeat his... the grunts button. And then in Destiny, he gets to kill all of the grunts button. Oh, right. <laughs> and... You guys are here. You might be able to do something. Go over there. Uh, so, yeah, that was the first episode of Gundam Seed. Obviously, I like it a lot. I do think it's a little slow. I actually rewatched the first episode of Gundam, Zeta Gundam, and Gundam Wing. For to compare it to it. I think Gundam Wing does a better job, honestly. Yeah. Gundam Wing has a pretty no, good No machine episode. gun for him. Shoot him down. <laughs> that said, it accomplished its goal. I'm now curious as to what's going on, and I want to watch more of it. So, Well, very good. So you'll be here next time, and hopefully, listener, you will be too when we watch episode two, Its Name is Gundam. That's the name of the episode. Not <laughs> It's a Gundam! <laughs> cool. All right. If you liked what you heard, you can head over to our website, www.lasttimeonvideogames.com. There you can find all our future episodes, hopefully, as well as the other podcasts we do, last time on video games, where we talk about old video games, one a week, usually 90s era games that are now available on the Wii Virtual Console. Sometimes we do other stuff, though. If you'd like to email us, you can do that at gundam at lasttimeonvideogames.com. 
and I hope you'll tune in next week. Bye.